0: Hello and welcome to the Cosmic Creating Show. This is a brand new uh, series of midweek shows, Uh, being a glutton for punishment. I decided that there was so much going on in the world that I needed to do more than a once a week update. So in addition to my regular Saturday show, I've started to do a Wednesday update as well, starting this week. So, for those of you who are new to the show, my name is Jan Shaw. I'm known as, known as the Success Alchemist. You can find me at the SuccessAlchemist.net, where I do spiritual intuitive success coaching. You can also find me at the WebAlchemist.net, where I do WordPress website development. I create websites with soul, and also at EmpoweredManifestation.com, where you can find my book on manifestation. Today is the 16th of February 2022 and the title of today's show is Hillary to Face Prison, Canadians Hold the Line. And the big story of the week, of course, is the filing by John Durham about the investigation into the Russian collusion accusations that were made against Trump. Um, that were featured in the Mueller report. And we've had some major developments here based on the indictment of Sussman, the lawyer who lied to the FBI when he provided them with so-called evidence of collusion between Trump and this Alpha Bank, a Russian bank, which was part of the justification for investigating him and collusion with Russia. And Sussman lied to the FBI saying that he was just a concerned citizen. He was not working for any uh, client at the time. And it turned out that he was actually being paid by Hillary Clinton and the, the Clinton presidential campaign. So, um, because of this filing, which was related to whether Sussman's lawyer has a co- a conflict of interest because he is linked to other lawyers involved in in this whole thing, including Mark Elias. And part of the justification um, required information more information about the spying on President Trump. President Trump has claimed this all along. It's been denied by everyone in the fake news media and the liberal hacks and the Democrats, of course. But the lid has really blown off of this this week. The filing was Friday, and since then, all hell has broken loose. So there's a lot to cover on this. Um I'm going to start with an article by DailyMail.co.uk and it's actually headed DailyMail.com but it's on the UK website. Trump accuses Hillary Clinton campaign of treason after special counsel John Durham said they paid tech firm to hack into his White House and Trump Tower servers to find Russia links. And this was published on the 12th of February, which was Sunday, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Oh, no, Saturday. Sorry. So there is a summary of this. Hillary Clinton's lawyers worked to infiltrate Trump Tower White House servers. Claim was made in John Durham's investigation, which brought charges against an FBI attorney and a former Hillary Clinton campaign worker. Donald Trump reacted furiously on Saturday, saying those involved were guilty of treason. He also added that such behavior would previously have resulted in execution. Durham was appointed by then Attorney General William Barr to lead a review into the Russian investigation. Trump's most fervent supporters believe officials in the Obama administration look to sabotage Trump's candidacy in 2016 and later his presidency. He said Durham's investigation would reveal the truth but lamented that the findings did not come before his 2020 presidential election loss, although we know it wasn't a loss. Durham's investigation brought charges against an FBI attorney and a former Hillary Clinton campaign worker. It also led to the arrest of a Russian-born spy charged with lying to FBI agents. Special Counsel Robert Mueller's investigation yielded no evidence of criminal conspiracy or coordination between the Trump campaign and Russian officials. After Mueller's investigation, Barr appointed Durham to investigate origins of the FBI's original Russia probe, which began in July 2016. So now to dip into the detail, Donald Trump has furiously accused Hillary Clinton's election campaign of treason after a special counsel said her team had tried to spy on his White House servers in a bid to find ties to Russia to smear him with. The former president unleashed a furious broadside on Saturday, claiming that Team Clinton's behaviour would once have merited execution after special counsel John Durham made a court filing explaining the alleged hack. The story was first reported on Fox News earlier in the day. Trump said the latest pleading from special counsel John Durham proves indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate. And those who were involved in and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. And as an aside from me, you know, the, the media that is actually reporting this, which really is down to Fox News primarily, because the rest of the fake news aren't even mentioning it. They're talking about it, the biggest scandal Well, this is the biggest crime, not the biggest scandal. And as Trump says, it is um, treasonous. So we'll have to see what plays out here. Anyway, continuing on. Trump continued, in a stronger period of time in our country, this crime would have been punishable by death. In addition, reparations should be paid to those in our country who have been damaged by this. The behaviour described in the filings is akin to what Democrats have repeatedly accused Team Trump of doing since 2016, without providing any evidence in support of their claims. Donald Trump Jr. echoed his father's words on Twitter, writing, Breaking Donald Trump and the RNC-funded SIGINT collection that signals intelligence, against the executive office of the President of the United States, just like the Russians do. This is treason. And then it says, Just kidding, it was Hillary Clinton and a big tech executive. Durham is coming. They spoke after Durham's filings revealed how Hillary Clinton's election campaign paid money to a tech firm to infiltrate servers that were at Trump Tower and later the White House. According to a filing from Special Counsel John Durham, the aim was to try and smear Trump by linking him to Russia, which had been accused of meddling in the 2016 U.S. presidential election. Durham was appointed by then-Attorney General William Barr to serve as the Special Counsel for the United States Department of Justice in October 2020, while Trump was President, He continues to investigate a case that is sure to anger supporters of the 45th president. Durham's motion that was filed on Friday looked at potential conflicts of interest with regards to former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty to the charge. The former chief investigator of the Trump-Russia probe for the House Intelligence Committee, Under Republican Devin Nunes, Kash Patel said Friday's filing definitively showed the Hillary Clinton campaign directly funded and ordered its lawyers at Perkins Coy to orchestrate a criminal enterprise to fabricate a connection between President Trump and Russia, reports Fox News. Per Durham, this arrangement was put in motion in July of 2016, meaning the Hillary Clinton campaign and her lawyers – masterminded the most intricate and coordinated conspiracy against Trump when he was both a candidate and later President of the United States while simultaneously perpetuating the bogus steel dossier hoax Patel told Fox. The indictment against Sussman details how two months prior to the presidential election in September 16, he explained to FBI General Counsel James Baker He was not working for any client when presented papers allegedly outlining a covert communications channel between Trump's organization and Alpha Bank, the largest of the private banks in Russia which has ties to the Kremlin. In Durham's filing on Friday, he revealed how Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients – including a technology executive, Tech Executive One, named as Rodney Joff, at a US-based internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. The name of the internet firm has not been disclosed in any reports or court documents so far, but Joff is the founder of UltraDNS, the first cloud-based company to market domain name services, which connects a website's numerical address to a more user-friendly letter-based domain name. DNS has been referred to as the phone book of the internet, and DNS servers such as Joffe's UltraDNS and the more modern CloudFlare are generally able to access and view their millions of users' internet histories. UltraDNS was bought by tech company New Stuff for nearly $62 million in 2006, Joffe's LinkedIn shows he served as an executive at Newstar from then until retiring in September 2021. Newstar is a Virginia-based internet analytics and data firm that recently aided an unnamed U.S. state in its COVID-19 contact tracing program, according to the tech firm's website. It also aided Scandinavian airline SAS, in cutting down its marketing costs by analysing the most targeted and effective approaches to reach customers, reflecting the the company's massive data mining abilities. Sussman's own billing records show he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian Bank One allegations. It also states how Sussman and the tech executive, Joff, met to speak with another lawyer working as general counsel to the Clinton campaign, who Fox identified as Mark Elias from Perkins Coy law firm. The filing also reveals how Joss worked with Sussman at the instruction of the Clinton campaign to assemble the purported data and white papers, essentially to gather information that would tie Trump to Russia. Durham tells how tech executive once said he was trying to please certain VIPs, which is said to have been a reference to the Clinton campaign. Durham explains that at Sussman's trial, the government will prove how Joff was able to see what websites were being viewed on computers at Trump Tower, Trump's Central Park West apartment, and at the White House. Durham notes that Joff's position as a tech executive saw him entrusted to maintain dedicated servers for the White House and President's office. Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the executive office of the President's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump, Durham states. Joff is not accused of any wrongdoing and had simply retained Sussman as his lawyer. Neither Newstar nor UltraDNS are named in the filings or explicitly linked to Internet Company One. Sussman's compiled suspicious data, which included all manner of websites, including those of a Russian mobile phone company, before going on to claim that Trump and those around him were using rare Russian-made wireless phones, in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. But Durham's report essentially pours cold water over such suggestions, or that there was anything unusual with the looking up of a Russian cell phone company. The special counsel's office has identified no support for these allegations, Durham wrote, noting the lookups were far from rare in the United States. For example, the more complete data that Tech Executive One and his associates gathered but did not provide to Agency 2, reflected that between approximately 2014 and 2017, there were a total of more than 3 million lookups of Russian phone provider 1 IP addresses that originated with US-based IP addresses, Durham stated. Fewer than a 1,000 of these lookups originated with IP addresses affiliated with Trump Tower, some of the lookups occurred as early as 2014 when the Obama administration was still at the White House. Fox News dives into this a little bit more with detail about what's actually included in the Durham filing. Um, this was actually published on the 13th on Fox News. Uh, Clinton campaign paid to infiltrate Trump Tower White House servers. To link Trump to Russia, Durham finds tech executive one and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic. That's executive office of the president and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. Lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a technology company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and later the White House, in order to establish an inference and narrative to bring to government agencies linking Donald Trump to Russia, a filing from special counsel John Durham found. Durham filed a motion on February 11 focused on potential conflicts of interest related to the representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty. The the indictment against Sussman says he told then-FBI General Counsel James Baker in September 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. But Durham's filing on February 11th, in a section titled Factual Background, reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, Tech Executive One, at a US based internet company, Internet Company One, and the Clinton campaign. Durham's filing said Sussman's billing records reflect that he repeatedly billed the Clinton campaign for his work on the Russian Bank One allegations. The filing revealed that Sussman and the tech executive had met and communicated with another law partner who was serving as general counsel to the Clinton campaign. Sources told Fox News that lawyer is Mark Elias, who worked at the law firm Perkins Coie. Durham's filing states that in July 2016, the tech executive worked with Sussman, a US investigative firm retained by law firm One on behalf of the Clinton campaign, numerous cyber researchers and employees at multiple internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers. In connection with these efforts, tech executive One exploited his access to non-public and/or proprietary internet data, the filing states. Tech Executive One also enlisted the assistance of researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of internet data in connection with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. Tech Executive One tasked these researchers to mine internet data to establish an inference and narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia, Durham states. In doing so, Tech Executive One indicated that he was seeking to please certain VIPs, referring to individuals at Law Firm One and the Clinton campaign. Durham also writes that during Sussman's trial, the government will establish that among the internet data tech executive one and his associates exploited was domain name system, DNS, internet traffic pertaining to one, a particular healthcare provider, two, Trump Tower, three, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and four, the executive office of the President of the United States, EOP. Durham states that the internet company that Tech Executive One worked for had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the executive office of the president as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the EOP. Tech Executive One and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump, Durham states. The filing also reveals that Sussman provided an updated set of allegations, including the Russian bank data and additional allegations relating to Trump, to a second agency of the US government in 2017. And yesterday, X22 reported that there are speculations that that second agency was actually the CIA, which, of course, it's illegal to surveil US citizens, um, legal immigrants, etc. Durham says the allegations relied in part on the purported DNS traffic that Tech Executive One and others had assembled pertaining to Trump Tower, Donald Trump's New York City apartment building, the EOP and the aforementioned healthcare provider. I'm not sure who that healthcare provider is and what relevance that has, but anyway, we'll see. In Susman's meeting with the second US government agency, Durham says he provided data which he claimed reflected purportedly suspicious DNS lookups by these entities of internet protocol IP addresses affiliated with a Russian mobile phone provider and claimed that the lookups demonstrated Trump and or his associates were using supposedly rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. The Special Counsel's office has identified no support for these allegations, Durham wrote, adding that the lookups were far from rare in the United States. And it goes on to quote the statistics that uh, were in the previous article. In his meeting with Agency 2 employees, the defendant also made a substantially similar false statement as he made to the FBI General Counsel, Durham wrote. In particular, the defendant asserted that he was not representing a particular client in conveying the above allegations. In truth and in fact, the defendant was representing Tech Executive 1, a fact the defendant subsequently acknowledged under oath in December 2017 testimony before Congress without identifying the client by name, Durham wrote. Former President Trump reacted to the filing on Saturday evening, saying Durham's filing provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. The article goes on quite a way and talks about the history of the um, previous indictments and also um, a statement by Kash Patel, but I've actually got a different article on that that I'm going to share. This is from Gateway Pundit, published on February 14th. He's going to deliver He's unravelling biggest political scandal in US history. Kash Patel drops bombs... Durham Grand Jury interviewed 24 people so far. February 14th, as I said, this was published, Kash Patel, the former Chief of Staff to the acting United States Secretary of Defence, joined Greg Kelly on Monday night to discuss the explosive revelations released this past weekend that the Hillary camp and Democrats were spying on Donald Trump's campaign and later the Trump White House. According to Durham, tech expert Donald Joff and his associates exploited Internet data from the executive office of the President of the United States to further their own political agenda. Durham investigators uncovered evidence that shows Hillary Clinton's team paid operatives to infiltrate the Trump Tower and then-President Trump's White House servers to link Trump to Russia. Kash Patel worked with Representative Devin, where he helped to discredit the investigations into Donald Trump and Russian interference in the 2016 election. On Monday night, Kash Patel weighed in on the latest explosive revelations from the Durham investigation. This story is the biggest political scandal and criminal scandal in U.S. history. John Durham has interviewed 24 people in the grand jury to include CIA case officers, FBI agents and directors, leadership in the Clinton campaign cycle, and they've indicted her lawyer. So this is just starting. It's how you build a criminal conspiracy case. And they're not going to be able to ignore indictments once they start coming in. Michael Sussman and Mark Elias were the lead attorneys for the Clinton campaign. They were paid millions and millions of dollars to perpetuate the Steele dossier fraud. And now we know they were paid millions of dollars to go out and buy false information from a tech executive. And here's the worst part. They secured a sensitive arrangement, that's in quotes, with someone in government to gain access to White House servers. That means someone in government gave them permission and paid the contracting tech executive company's firm to allow that work to happen. That could only have been done with the utilisation of the intelligence community willingly. And that, to me, is the biggest criminal scandal that we have yet to talk about. On John Durham, he's going to deliver. This guy is unravelling the biggest criminal conspiracy against a sitting president in the United States history. And the plot thickens. We have another article from the Daily Mail, and this was also published on the 14th. Ex-director of National Intelligence claims Biden and Obama knew about Hillary campaign plot to hack Trump's servers. Enough evidence in Durham's Russia probe to indict multiple people. And the summary is John Ratcliffe told Special Counsel John Durham that there is enough evidence to indict multiple people connected to the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. The former director of national intelligence met with Durham more than once. Ratcliffe pointed Durham to a declassified CIA memo of Clinton approving looking into Trump's Russia ties as a way of distracting from her email scandal. The report was sent directly to then-FBI Director James Comey and then-Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok. New bombshell reports now reveal Clinton paid people to hack servers at Trump Tower during the 2016 campaign and White House servers following the election. A poll taken before those reports came out showed that now even Democrats want Clinton questioned over her role in the Russian secret service scandal. 44% of party loyalists believe she should be interrogated last October, but the number jumped to 66% in a January polling, which is very interesting considering that this is before these revelations dropped from Durham about her paying to spy on Trump and his campaign. Continuing, Trump-era director of national intelligence John Ratcliffe says Joe Biden and Barack Obama knew Hillary Clinton's campaign was trying to hack into Trump's servers to try and find links to the Kremlin. Ratcliffe said former CIA director John Brennan told Obama, the then president and vice president at the time, Biden, in 2016 about allegations Clinton was trying to fabricate Trump's links to Russia to distract from the scandal over her deleted emails. The former DNI also told Fox News Digital on Monday there is enough evidence to indict multiple people in special counsel John Durham's probe into the origins of the Russian investigation into ex-president Donald Trump. It follows Durham's bombshell claims in legal filings over the weekend that Clinton's campaign paid a firm to target service in Trump Tower to create a fake scandal while he was still in office. Clinton allegedly approved in the 2016 election a plan concerning U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump and Russian hackers hampering U.S. elections as a means of distracting the public from her use of a private email server, according to a CIA counterintelligence operational lead, CIOL, first revealed when a heavily redacted version became declassified in October 2020. The September 2016 memo was forwarded from the CIA to the FBI to the attention of then-FBI Director James Comey and then-Deputy Assistant Director of Counterintelligence Peter Strzok, the FBI lover who had a relationship with Lisa Page. Trump sent a short statement Monday morning with feelings of vindication after Durham's filing revealed Clinton's plot to link him to Russia. I was proven right about the spying and I will be proven right about 2020, he wrote, insisting his claims of fraud and meddling in the 2020 presidential election will also be confirmed. What did John Brennan tell President Obama in the Oval Office in 2016? Fox News' Bill Hemmer asked Ratcliffe during an interview Monday. Well, I can talk about that because this part has been declassified, he prefaced. He briefed President Obama and Vice President Biden and other members of the national security team about this specific intelligence that John Durham now has about a Hillary Clinton plan to falsely accuse and vilify Donald Trump with a scandal, and the discussion around that and whether or not it was good intelligence. And so everything that happened after that is one of the reasons that John Durham is investigating, Ratcliffe added. Those are the issues that John Durham is looking at, and I think there will be many more, he said. I would expect there to be quite a few more indictments because of that. There wasn't a proper predicate to begin that investigation, and John Durham has said that publicly already. Dailymail.com reached out to an Obama spokesperson regarding the alleged briefing, but did not get a response. White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about the Ratcliffe claims during Monday's briefing, and referred reporters to the Justice Department for all questions related to the Durham report. Brennan was questioned by Special Counsel John Durham's team for eight hours in August 2020 as part of the ongoing investigation, specifically focusing on whether the former CIA director pushed for a more blunt assessment of Russia's motivations. Ratcliffe told Durham, sources told Fox News, that the indictments could be connected to Clinton's lawyers hacking Trump's servers to try and fabricate ties to his campaign and the Kremlin in order to distract from her own email scandal. A source familiar with the matter told Fox that Ratcliffe has privately raised concerns regarding the CIOL directing its memo specifically to Comey and Strock. And just as a reminder, the CIOL is the CIA counterintelligence operational lead. Ratcliffe met with Durham more than once and shared his assessment that multiple people can be charged with a crime in the events that ultimately led to Trump's first impeachment, in which he was acquitted by the Senate. Before becoming Trump's Director of National Intelligence, Ratcliffe served as U.S. Attorney for the Eastern District of Texas, and after that was a congressman for texas's fourth congressional district a growing chorus of democrats believe clinton should be questioned by durham for her alleged role in the russian secret service scandal in a poll conducted before the bombshell revelations that her team spied on trump's campaign in a poll last month 66% of democrats wanted Clinton questioned a whopping 22 percentage points higher than how many in her party demanded a probe last October, according to Technometrica Institute of Policy and Politics research. The amount of Republicans demanding answers is also swelling, rising to 91% in January from 80% last October. Among the independent crowd, those wanting the former Secretary of State probed rose to 74% from 65%. Both polls were completed before Special Counsel John Durham last week released a bombshell report that claimed Clinton's campaign team tried to spy on former President Trump's computer servers in a failed attempt to tie him to Russia. Clinton 74 is being accused of hiring a tech firm to infiltrate servers at Trump Tower and the White House during the 2016 campaign. The New Jersey-based polling company surveyed 1,308 Americans. I'm going to jump down a little bit because it repeats some of the information from the previous article. It goes on tweets from the 2016 presidential campaign resurfaced Sunday and show how Clinton promoted unproven reports that Trump conspired with the Russians. While running for the nation's highest office, Clinton pushed the narrative that Trump was secretly communicating with Russians via the country's Alpha Bank. Computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based bank, she tweeted, on October 31, 2016, while sharing a statement from her then-special policy advisor, Jake Sullivan who is now Biden's national security advisor, which is interesting as he's deeply embroiled in this Ukraine fiasco. This secret hotline may be the key to unlocking the mystery of Trump's ties to Russia, the statement continued. It certainly seems the Trump organization felt it had something to hide, given that it apparently took steps to conceal the link when it was discovered by journalists. In another tweet published the same day, Clinton said it's time for Trump to answer serious questions about his ties to Russia. She also promoted a Slate article that questioned whether Trump was really using a secret server to communicate with allies abroad. Clinton included in her tweet a box that reiterated claims that such a server existed and that it was being used to communicate privately with a Putin-tied Russian bank called Alpha Bank. The article then has an insert which goes through the timeline of Durham's investigation. I'm not going to cover that because it's too long. (laughs) Uh, So the report continues When a reporter asked about it, they shut it down, the tweet said. One week later, they created a different server with a different name for the same purpose. Durham's motion filed on Friday looked at potential conflicts of interest with regard to former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with making a false statement to a federal agent. Sussman has pleaded not guilty to the charge. The former chief investigator of the Trump-Russia probe for the House Intelligence Committee, Kash Patel, Said Friday's filing definitively showed the Hillary Clinton campaign directly funded and ordered its lawyers at Perkins Coy to orchestrate a criminal enterprise to fabricate a connection between President Trump and Russia, Fox News reported. Per Durham, this arrangement was put in motion in July of 2016, meaning the Hillary Clinton campaign and her lawyers masterminded the most intricate and coordinated conspiracy against Trump when he was both a candidate and later a President of the United States, while simultaneously perpetuating the bogus steel dossier hoax, Patel told Fox. Trump, in a statement Sunday, likened the alleged spying to the infamous Watergate scandal, which brought down Richard Nixon. What Hillary Clinton and the radical left Democrats did with respect to spying on a President of the United States even while in office, is a far bigger crime than Watergate, Trump said. It will be interesting to see how it was covered by the media and what Mitch McConnell and the Rhinos will be doing about it. This is an insult to the Republican Party, but a far greater insult to our nation. The article then goes on to repeat Trump's response to this and it also shows the tweets that I've read earlier um, that... Clinton put out in 2016 Um, it also has some more information about the other indictments Um, Igor Danchenko, Michael Sussman and Kevin Kleinsmith. and it also summarizes some of the other detail in the article I'm not going to read that because I need to move on to the next one so this next one is a look back at the history of Bill and Hillary Clinton, which is uh, quite interesting. Uh, this was published on the 15th. I'm sure it's nothing that we don't already know about, but it's done in quite a, an amusing way, actually. Um, crooked Hillary may actually face prison as her safety net disappears. How have Bill and Hillary Clinton avoided prosecution for so long? Bill was, well, he can't keep his pants on and was friends with Epstein, both of which aren't good qualities if you don't like the look of a jail cell. Hillary had the whole email thing, the Benghazi massacre, and now this whole spying on Trump while he was president thing. Both were involved with the Whitewater scandal and other less than above board situations, yeah, including Uranium One. But despite all that, both remain free and clear of any jail cell. Unlike their political enemies, many of whom go the way of the dodo, Epstein, or get caught up in some sort of undeserved trouble, Trump, the dynamic duo has managed to skate out of many a situation that others would have gotten bogged down in. Why? Because they're rich leftists, of course. Were they poor leftists, like the crack addicts Brandon wanted to hand Hunter's crack pipe to, they probably would have been locked up by now. Rape, flagrant violations of law, and getting Americans killed in Libya don't typically pan out well for normal people. We peons have to obey the law or we face the consequences. Rich ones like Epstein and the Clintons skate out of it. But were the second part not also true? Were they not leftists? Well, that wouldn't go well either. Remember all the people attacked by Obama's IRS? Remember the year that seems like a decade ago when Trump was president for one term and faced two impeachments and countless lawsuits? That happened because they were Republicans. Deplorables can't slip off the law enforcement hook in the same way that Democrats can. But, and this is a major but, that only works so long as you're in the less good graces. To slip away, you need the covering fire of the media, Democrat reps, and the vast mob of dispossessed leftists that always has time to protest and never seems to work. Without those tools of the trade, well, you might as well be a Republican. And Hillary is falling out of the good graces of the left. As Wayne Dupre puts it, that net includes the fact that she's always been a powerful person and she and Bill held such high positions within the government They were also mover and shakers in the Dem Party and Hillary had the support of the base. But times they are a-changing and Hillary's biggest safety net, the Democrat voters, just broke. After all the big bombshell reports that came out over the weekend about Hillary's campaign actually paying teams to spy on President Trump, a majority of Democrats are now saying they want Hillary Clinton investigated for Russiagate. Yes, you heard that right. Dems want her investigated. Those comments are based on a recent poll that found that nearly three out of four Americans following the Durham story think it's important prosecutors investigate Clinton for her role in the Russiagate scandal, along with her top campaign advisers. Yes, really. According to the New York Post, nearly 75% of America wants Clinton investigated. Her shield, her safety net is gone. She committed one crime too many. Without all the Democrat firepower and support, Hillary might as well be you or me. She needs it to stay out of jail, and without the vast blob of Democrat public opinion on her side, she's up a creek without a paddle. As Durham starts indicting the people involved with Russiagate, keep a close eye on Hillary. The magic barrier keeping her out of jail might have just disappeared. Well, we certainly hope so. I mean, it's time this woman faced justice and all of her cohorts. And of course, as I said in the previous, when I read the previous article, Obama is implicated, Brennan is implicated. And of course, we know that uh, Adam Schiff claimed all through the Russian hoax investigation that he had concrete evidence of Trump being involved with Russia, which, of course, he never actually presented. So it was more and more lies. The whole nest of vipers is going down. Well, I certainly hope so. And I hope it's very, very soon. The last article I want to cover on this subject um, is another article by Envolve. And It's New York Times. We aren't covering Hillary spy scandal because it's too hard for readers to digest. And this was uh, early this morning, uh, according to my time, Mountain Time, or at least Arizona time. Arizona does its own thing, you know. It doesn't change the clocks, which is very, very sensible. Anyway, the article says, As the walls are closing in on Hillary Clinton with mounting evidence of her criminality, the media are scrambling to find excuses not to cover the story. According to New York Times writer Charlie Savage, the New York Times is not reporting on John Durham's bombshell special counsel claim that Hillary Clinton's team unlawfully spied on Trump during the presidential campaign because their readers will, in quotes, not be able to understand, close quotes, the material. Although a pitiful excuse, this is probably true for regular readers of the Times. What a great way to dumb down your viewers. After years of spoon-feeding, leftist falsehoods and fantasies to its readers the New York Times has obliged to concede that it can't serve them a slice of genuine news because the truth would upset their sensitive stomachs. Savage, who covers national security and legal policy issues for the New York Times, has gone on record explaining why the paper joined nearly every major American media outlet in suppressing the blockbuster John Durham special counsel charge that Hillary Clinton's campaign spied on internet traffic at Trump Tower, as well as Trump's New York City apartment and the White House, in a criminal attempt to frame Trump as a Russian agent. According to Charlie Savage, the allegations made in motions by Special Counsel John Durham in his investigation into the Obama administration's Russia probe are just too much effort for Times readers to understand. Durham's accusations, in quotes, tend to involve dense and obscure issues, so dissecting them requires readers to expend significant mental energy and time, raising the question of whether news outlets should even cover such claims, close quotes, Savage stated two days after the bombshell news surfaced. The New York Times' Charlie Savage covers national security and legal policy issues for the paper of record. WND report, he went on to lament that Trump allies portray the news media as engaged in a cover-up if they don't. Savage's news analysis published Monday is titled, Court filings started a furor in right-wing outlets but their narrative is off track. The subhead is the latest alarmist claims about spying on Trump appeared to be flawed, but the explanation is Byzantine, underlining the challenge for journalists in deciding what merits coverage. Fox News found the TV networks ABC, NBC, CBS, and MSNBC gave no airtime to the story, while CNN gave it two minutes and 30 seconds. Margot Cleveland of The Federalist dissected the Times writer's defence in a long thread on Twitter challenging each point. She noted, for example, that Savage refers to a target of Durham's investigation, Michael A. Sussman, as a lawyer with links to the Democratic Party. But as a counsel for the Democratic National Committee and the Hillary Clinton campaign he is much more than that. Savage also uses the It's Old News argument famously deployed by the Clintons. Durham, in a 13-page motion filed Friday against Sussman, alleged that enemies of Trump fed disinformation gathered from their surveillance to intelligence agencies in an effort to frame him during the campaign and while he was in the White House. Sussman was charged last September with one count of lying to then-FBI General Counsel James Baker During a meeting just before the 2016 election, the indictment alleges Sussman was trying to provide the FBI with evidence of a secret communication channel between the Trump organization and the Russian Alpha Bank. Sussman told Baker he was not working on behalf of any client when in fact he was working for Hillary Clinton. The Clinton campaign also was behind another major catalyst for the now-debunked charge against Trump of Russia collusion, the infamous dossier by former British spy Christopher Steele. Clinton's campaign and the Democratic National Committee, through the law firm Perkins Coy, financed the production of the discredited dossier by the intelligence firm Fusion GPS. And I wasn't familiar with WND, I was trying to find out what that stands for. And I actually clicked through to their report, and I actually noticed that there is a report saying that Hillary has actually responded to the um the allegations by Durham. And I don't have time to read this through, but basically she's calling it nonsense. And referring people to an article by Vanity Fair that proves that it's nonsense. Trump and Fox are desperately spinning up a fake scandal to distract from his real ones. So it's a day that ends in Y. The more his misdeeds are exposed, the more they lie. For those interested in reality, here's a good debunking of their latest nonsense. And this is a tweet by Hillary, um, actually earlier today. And uh, it links to the Vanity Fair article. So she's relying on Vanity Fair, while the Republicans are relying on special counsel John Durham. Fairly typical, actually. Okay, so I'm just going to quickly cover the latest uh, that's happening in Canada. Interestingly, we also have had other truck convoys. Um, One bearing down on Brussels, um, the EU capital, and also one in Paris. And there are various videos showing how Macron has sent in armoured vehicles against the uh, peaceful protesters in Paris. Um, And then the latest from Canada is that Trudeau has evoked martial law so let's take a look at this one again it's Envolve and it was published just five hours ago so that would be earlier this morning trudeau just admitted that the real purpose of martial law is to terrify canadians into submission on tuesday canadian prime dictator justin trudeau said the quiet part out loud and admitted that the main objective for using emergency powers is to terrify regular Canadians into submission so they don't rebel against his tyrannical government. When questioned whether he'd gone too far in allowing the government new powers to take Canadians' bank accounts following a parliamentary session Tuesday, Trudeau defended his use of the Emergencies Act. It's important for Canadians to understand that there will be consequences for those who break the law and those who support those who break the law, Trudeau asserted emphatically. Infowars.com reports, Trudeau claimed the new emergency declaration is proportional and responsible despite the fact it had never before been invoked in Canada's history. The Emergencies Act is something that is proportional and responsible to move forward with to indicate that these blockades should be done and people should go home, he added, before walking away. Rebel News founder Ezra Levant noted that Trudeau effectively admitted that he didn't invoke the Emergencies Act based on the strict national security criteria required but because he was on a vendetta. So he confesses what we all knew. There was no true national emergency. He was just embarrassed by the truckers. Threatening Canadians is his personal vengeance style. It's not a legal rationale for suspending civil liberties and the rule of law, Levant tweeted. The criteria for an emergency defined in the Emergency Powers Act is an extremely high threshold saved for dire threats to the homeland, noted the Toronto Sun's Joanna Barron. The Act defines an emergency as a situation that seriously endangers the lives, health or safety of Canadians or seriously threatens the Government of Canada to preserve the sovereignty, security and territorial integrity of Canada, Barron wrote Monday, notably absent from the Act's emergency criteria, our lawful advocacy, protest, or dissent. The Ottawa protests certainly pose a nuisance, but have been largely peaceful and non-life-threatening, Baron observed. Disruptive and noisy protests are the lifeblood of vibrant democracies. Absent violence or property damage, the demonstrations cannot constitute a national emergency. Half of Canada's provinces also agree that Trudeau proclaiming emergency powers was, in quotes, unhelpful and unnecessary. Likewise, the Canadian Civil Liberties Association condemned Trudeau's authoritarian move as unjustified by facts and reality. Trudeau's emergency powers declaration is so unpopular that he was drowned out by hecklers in Parliament when trying to justify them with no support from his own political side. So Trudeau's struggling. He's obviously just doing the bidding of the World Economic Forum and he's pal Klaus Schwab. And people are more and more turning against him in the Canadian Parliament, which is good news. Also, what I came across today... It's in a tweet by the Vigilant Fox, and it's a video of corporate Bulford announcing his resignation from his position of personal security for Justin Trudeau. It's a very, very heartfelt statement by this man who's been in the uh, Canadian Mounted Police for 15 years, and he basically outlines the reasons why he's resigned and how this announcement of martial law, invocation of martial law by Trudeau actually goes against the Canadian Bill of Rights uh, Constitution and so on, and the reason why he cannot continue to be part of the force that is being ordered to enforce what he considers to be illegal um orders based on the constitution he says i've drawn my line in the sand no more silence and compliance from me and i did see another video shared it's actually in the same thread which was a video of the um the protesters With the police officers that had been ordered to go in and arrest them, I'm not sure exactly where this was, it wasn't clear, but the protesters are singing the Canadian National Anthem and they're actually shaking hands with the police officers who have obviously decided that they're not going to comply with these orders. So that in itself is extremely um, encouraging and it suggests that there's more and more resistance to what Trudeau is trying to put in place and trying to justify it by painting the protesters as being violent, which of course is not true. Um, he's on a losing streak and it uh, be interesting to see what happens to him and how this plays out. But we've also got a, a truck convoy uh, getting together in the U.S., which is encouraging as well. There are also a lot of supporters in the U.S. who have not only shown up at the border, but also have donated to the Go um, Give Send Go campaign. And of course, part of this emergency declaration by Trudeau is that they're seizing or freezing bank accounts and preventing the distribution of the funds raised to the people involved in this convoy. And again, this is completely going against the rights of the Canadian citizens. So I think there's going to be even more of an uprising than there currently is. And um, Trudeau's had it, in my opinion. But anyway, we'll have to see what develops. Hopefully, I'll know more by the time Saturday's show comes around. I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, Please let me know if you uh, value the extra show during the week. You can contact me at jan at successalchemist.net. I'd love to hear from you. And also, if you are listening to this as a recording, on the podcast channel or in the archives i'd love to hear your comments on that so i will be back again on saturday as i said i hope you enjoyed the show i hope you'll join me on saturday thank you for producing nancy and for including me in wendy's wednesday's schedule stay safe be well and bye for now You have been listening to the Cosmic Creating Radio Show with Jan Shaw, a production of Cosmic Reality Radio. Live long and prosper.